0: Like a mama, always in some drama. But then y'all got a daughter, I know it ain't easy just. Take it from me, dog, just cut your losses. That's why you cut them off before they stalk us. Now that you really wanna leave and shake her off, she gon' chase all your new bs off. Cause girls like that, they be nothing but trouble. Girls like that, they be up to no good girls like that always up in the
1: club been with some girls like that probably more than i should She's singing. what's going on internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in For episode 17 we're going to be getting into kanye west and joe rogan ty dollar sign ghost of tashima multiplayer and drake certified Lover boy dropping january 2021 while also getting into something else about drake but before that click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities also make sure to share this podcast as this helps to show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now that we got the intro out of the way let's get into episode 17 Okay, getting into the quote of the pod. Now, this is interesting for me because it's music, but at the same time, it's not like actually music that dropped. It's just a artist that usually for quote of the pod is is loosely based off of music or gaming. And for this, we're going to go with music. So Kanye West did an interview with Joe Rogan, something that not a lot of people saw coming. I thought it was uh, interesting to say the least. It's, it's kind of like one of those things where, It's a collab that's not unexpected, but at the same time, if it happens, it's still, like, big news, you know? So, Kanye West and Joe Rogan obviously have some things that they agree on. More obviously is the um, presidential candidate that they both probably like the most, you know, with... um, Even though Kanye said, like, he would never send shots at... Not shots, like, literally, because you can't say that at all, talking about the president (laughs) being Kanye West, but... um. He said he didn't have any he didn't want to throw any negative shade to Trump or Biden. So he just wanted to play like like basically play it safe cuz he also is quote unquote running. So um as the birthday party that was pretty interesting, but anyways, during the actual interview, um it was like a 3-hour interview. And so I'm just going to break down some points that was the most important and uh, throughout the interview because you're gonna go through that three hour interview and basically get what i'm about to talk about out of that three hours so we're gonna break it down like right now so <laughs> i'm saving you i'm definitely saving you a lot of time but i mean it was an interesting interview but you know with kanye he goes in these rants like joe rogan even even said that uh basically comment on his rants because i don't think i've ever seen a joe rogan interview where he doesn't ask more than like 10 questions and And throughout the whole three hour interview, I think he only asked like seven questions because Kanye was literally going on 30 minute rants, like literally at least every time he asked a question. So it was just it was just one of those things that Joe Rogan didn't get too much of a chance to speak like Kanye was going through several subjects without even being asked a question. So one time Joe Rogan literally asked him because Kanye was talking about how God wanted him to be the leader of the free world, basically giving his campaign speech, saying why he should be president. Joe Rogan literally asked him, why did God choose you? Like, out of all the people, basically, he asked that. And then West just went on, like, this whole rant about just God and uh, being free will and just being an artist and America being uh, uh, music or something like that, and... America being a music set and something's off key and he's a musician so he's able to like he literally went on something completely different and didn't answer the question and then after going on a 30 minute rant he would be like did I answer your question and then Joe Rogan like he he put he, he low key he put Joe Rogan on the spot because if Joe Rogan would have said no then Kanye West would have asked him to well Kanye did kind of challenge him at one point asking Joe Rogan to recite what he just said Because I think, bro, Kanye's crazy, but at the same time, he's not. Like, he says crazy things, but then he'll say something that makes you understand that he knows what he's saying. He's just very, uh, he's just being uh, manipulative on purpose. Hopefully, I said that word right. I don't know. So when he's talking, you understand he's the type of guy that's always absorbing information. But through conversation, he literally just blurts out all of what he's been learning so it's not really coherent but at the same time he articulates it in a way that he doesn't come up as completely crazy but he's still like profound like he's still kind of like Kanye's interesting to say the least I mean he made beautiful my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which is a album and not as important well I guess music is very important but in in the long run the over the big picture with being the president of the united states is not as important if you if you get what i'm trying to say but i saw somebody on twitter and they they were saying uh kanye is the type of person um kanye is that intoxicated friend who who just uh blurts out whatever they think at the moment and it, it just makes it a long like Basically, it makes it a long night because he just doesn't stop talking, which Kanye, the whole interview did not stop tar- talking, which is a skill. Like if you ever talk for three hours straight about different subjects. Like he wasn't just sticking to one point. He was literally all over the place. And that's a talent, in my opinion. I mean, even doing this podcast after an hour, I feel like not lightheaded, but basically I, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> like I, I hit the stop record button and then I'm just like, wow, I really talked for an hour. But usually it's not just usually it's more coherent or I hope it I hope is coherent, more coherent than uh, how Kanye was talking in his interview. Like that was just insane. Some of the things he was talking about, we can get into some of the points now, now. Now that we cover the basis of the interview, he was basically talking about his music career, him being a successful creator, one of the best creators ever. He was saying he's um, a multi-billionaire, like multiple times. Then on the other hand, he would contradict himself in the interview and say that we shouldn't put our values in wealth. So on one hand, he's reminding us multiple times throughout the interview that he's a multi-billionaire and one of the richest black people on the planet. Now, on the other hand, he talks about how God wants us to like, not to value materialistic things like cash or that cash is not as valuable as people think. So he's very like, I don't know if seesaw is the right word, but he he's uh he, he flip flops through those points and those points literally contradict each other. So Joe Rogan never called him out on that, but he did ask some pretty interesting questions. And it was surprising because he talked about God so much. But at the same time, he also talked about how his relation uh, he didn't really talk about Kim too much. But him making that change definitely affected his um, household, you know, I don't know if y'all caught that throughout the interview, but I think he really was going to go into that, but kind of stayed away from that. I mean, I imagine Joe Rogan just came out. So, oh, man, uh, about Drake and Meek Mill, you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been weird. So I think Joe Rogan was kind of briefed on what not to ask, because he's definitely a safe interview compared to other uh, people Kanye could have chose. Cause I'm not gonna lie, if he would've chose somebody like Ebro or um, Joe Budden, like they probably would've asked some some hard questions, like uh, Kanye, why are you doing this and saying that, like you know, because Kanye contradicts himself a lot. But with Joe Rogan, he's gonna ask not a surface question, but a question that's still safe, but seems like he's getting into like the non-safe stuff. So Joe Rogan's a safe interview, and which is why Kanye took it, so he could just literally rant and listen to. And, and literally have uh, Joe Rogan listen, like somebody official listen to him rant. But yeah, so he talked about God a lot. Um, basically, Joe Rogan asked him why he should be the leader of the free world. He went on this whole rant about just the ecosystem and how Elon Musk was ahead of his time. But they the uh, government and stuff didn't like him. So they like spread it false propaganda. I think he was talking about something about the air quality. He was talking about how food grown from the ground is, is, needs to be... he Like, the topics that... That's why I said it was a talent. Because for him to talk for three hours and literally go from subject to subject... Talking about in-detail stuff was not very... Like, it, it's not normal for a person to be able to do that. Like, he, was, he literally wasn't just talking about just something everyday person can just articulate. He was talking about stuff you literally have to sit down and, and learn about... And actually care about. So you know he was speaking from the heart. But you don't know if it was. Uh, if, if it was coming from the best place. You know. So obviously throughout the whole interview. Wes focused on religion. Talked about how his music. He, God talked to him. And even he said that he don't like saying. Because saying God talked to him. Because people be like oh why God talked to you and not. You know. But and then he just went on to kept saying God talked to him. So you know he contradicts himself. Anyways. Kanye was talking about how God was telling him To make this type of music Talking about Jesus is King His latest album with uh, Christian Everything Christian based And he went away from rap because Basically God talked to him and told him not to Make that type of music anymore or whatever Or for him to be one of the best But he, he called himself like a lot of things The the most rich black man The best creator ever walked the earth um, He's a child compared to all these Old Um creators that have a lot of money so he's really the best one like he 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 was sending he was sending a lot of praise his way especially with the jesus talk to me like he said that a lot like he was just the main character in this whole world so anyways He was talking about his switch from music, which everybody knows that, you know, he was talking about how the people he had traveling with him, his entourage and everybody who helped him with the stage and everything. He told them not to have premarital sex. And it was just a lot of rules that he gave to them because he just had that change of heart. At the end of towards the end of the interview, um, Rogan did ask some other questions talking about politics. They talked about a lot about politics, which makes sense because. I think Joe Rogan and and Kanye are are very like minded in that in that realm of politics. So Kanye went back to his statement about him being about him being called by God to be the leader of the free world. But he never really gives a plan. And and so uh, every politician always does that. They always say they always have a slogan and then they never give a, a specific plan because then you can pick the plan like if you give a specific plan if you let's say let's, let's make it simple if you're an athlete and you're like yeah i should be the leader of this team because i can lead us to victory well how can you lead us to victory well just know i'm going to score enough points to lead us to victory like you know don't specifically tell us like how you're going to score those points just tell us that you're going to lead us to victory so it was kind of like that like just saying I'm chosen to be the leader of the free world, but not giving us a plan. So it was kind of, it was just kind of weird. But he did talk about a lot, uh, God a lot throughout this interview. Wasn't really too much to take from it. I know I said that, like, even with me doing this will help you break down, like, the most important parts of the interview, but I would still, rec- I would still recommend to go and watch the interview because Kanye literally, I don't know how, I'm okay, so throughout this whole segment, at the beginning i don't know if y'all listen to the like individual segment i need y'all to keep a counter a, a counter of how many times i said literally because i said it so many times that i even caught it so yeah y'all keep that counter and, and start from the beginning and let me know you know my my link tree in my bio. i always have to plug that in every segment you know you never catch me lacking <laughs> but my link tree in my bio, you can you can click that uh message me on one of my social medias yeah y'all really do a good job of um asking me for topics because one of the topics we're gonna get into i didn't even think about um and he's one of the biggest like stars in the world so i don't know i just think that y'all yeah, didn't really care about that and then i got a, a dm in my i message I, uh, ig i'm not gonna say who it's from because i don't know if, um she actually wants to out there but um yeah so the people who like listen and give me feedback i really appreciate that i don't really put it up too much or or shout y'all out because it's just like one of those things that they literally are just coming to give it give advice or ask for a topic like it's nothing else there's no like hey can you shout me out hey can you answer this question on your pod it's never like that so it's pretty interesting how like y'all actually take my instructions literal like you just message one of my social medias and just send something like either saying like a question or a statement or you know it's just i have a very interesting audience and we're not the hopefully towards the future we can get bigger and, and larger and quote unquote affect the masses that's why that's my slogan but right now we, we have a nice little fan base to where it's, it's very interactive and, and that's very interesting to me because when i first started this, i didn't think it well i thought people would listen but i just thought it'd be like my parents or something like that it's a nice it's a nice little audience that, that listens. And I just want to say I always try to take the time out to appreciate y'all because, you know, I don't know how many people do a podcast and just shout out to people listening. Um, except for the Joe Budden podcast. that's like the thing. But yeah, that's what I had to say about the Kanye West and Joe Rogan interview. Let me know. Uh, click my link tree in my bio and uh, message one of my social media. So let me know. What do you think of the interview? What is your biggest takeaway from the interview? And do you think Kanye and Joe Rogan will do another one? Because they did towards the end talk about doing another one. So do you think that will actually happen? What's your biggest takeaway from the interview? And now we're going to switch it up and get into music. Okay, getting into music. So I think... Most people already know by now. Ty Dolla Sign, one of the one of my favorite R and B acts in the game right now, came out with a, came out with a new album. I think October twenty third, if I'm not mistaken, it probably wasn't October twenty third. I'm probably just throwing dates out there, but hopefully, I got that date right. Uh, and the album is is actually called featuring Ty Dolla Sign, a very interesting album name because his name is Ty Dolla, and it is an album with him on it. But it's not featuring him it's like his album but i think nah, i'm just joking about that but basically it's playing off the fact that in 2016 he he had so many features in 2016 that people just call him a feature artist so when you get labeled a feature artist it kind of helps and hurts you because it could lead to the downfall of your career or it could lead you to always being on the best or the most notable albums and my example for this would be when Ty Dollar Sign was on Drake's album, Scorpion. And that's one of my favorite songs, actually. I forget what it's called. Um I don't know why I'm drawing the blank. I forget what it's called, but it, it, it's such a great song. It's towards the end of Scorpion. It's like Yeah, it's towards the end. It's, it's the like you look in the last five songs and you will see Ty, featuring Ty Dollar Sign and it's a great song like even at the end it goes into a like a radio type host talking and, and like don't touch that doll type talking you know it's just a really great vibe that drake and, and ty dollar sign created but that's what i'm saying when you become a feature artist highly valuable or highly recognized artists will will ask you for a feature but on the other hand if you become a feature artist and you fall off Meaning that your choruses really don't hit the same, then people are not gonna give you that same call and ask you to come be on their album. But Ty Dolla Sign is established, so he's ex- being extremely self-aware with this album called featuring Ty Dolla Sign because it's it's pretty. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty funny that artist would literally um that literally again. I need to get I need to get rid of that word. Y'all, um, click my link tree in my bio, and send me a message telling me what words should i replace literally with because i don't have a thesaurus open right now but that's what we're gonna do towards the end of this pod so anyways getting back into ty dollar getting into the actual features of the album we have listen to this feature list i feel like ty dollar for this album just went out and got everybody who owed him a favor to be on this album so like listen to this list you have kanye west post malone Nicki Minaj Kid Cudi Anderson Paak Roddy Rich Big Sean Janae Aiko Kalani Young Thug Future Like I'm literally Not using that word anymore <laughs> But I'm um, Basically Basically that's what we're gonna do We're gonna switch those two So if y'all call me out on it I don't really care too much <laughs> But These are The music Avengers That Ty Dolla Sign has Assembled i haven't even finished yeah burner boy quavo skrillex Lil dirk thundercat i'm still going (laughs) like i'm still going it's like ty dollar is like the artist version of dj Khaled. i think i I said that about ti but no this is this takes the cake right here ti's album was way more constructed more to be a solo album than this this just says i don't care put everybody on it future i already said that um, mustard the, the dj dj mustard gonna black i think kid cuddy oh and kid cuddy i don't know if i said his name but kid cuddy was towards the beginning of this album so this album is over 25 tracks long but guess what it's only an hour so it, it's very short songs and it's so many skillful songwriters uh uh, rappers producers on this album that you would have thought it would be not a classic but something that stands out amongst the rest but in my humble opinion because i loved well let me not use the word love i think ty dolla sign is one of the best r&b acts in the game and i think he put out some just some he just put out a safe project and when i say safe i mean like safe like it really wasn't he didn't really attempt nothing on this album it was one of those things where he was like okay y'all always talk about me being a feature artist let me get an album full of features i would do for other people and just put in one project and that's not really experimental to me for me projects are supposed to be something that you're going through at the moment for him it's kind of like he reached back and went into a bag that we've heard a thousand times so before I get into the track list, I'm actually give my rating already. And I would say this album is a solid 6 out of 10, which is not bad. But at the same time, 7 to 10 is good for me. 6 to 5. No, 6 is solid. 5 to 0 is bad to worse. So I will give this album a 6 out of 10. It was good, but nothing, nothing stood out about this because I have high hopes for people like Ty Dollar Sign, because he has so much respect in the industry. I I I expect something experimental with his efforts in his projects, you know? So getting into the, the track list, we're gonna like skip through most of these songs because they're nothing too like they're not bad. That's the thing about Ty Dolly, he's such a great artist that even these are not bad. They're just it's just okay. Like it's just average. we're getting into the intro, the intro is pretty nice. Getting into number two, status. It's a solid song. Not bad at all. Number three, Temptations. I was let down by this because it's featuring Kid Cudi. I thought this would sound a little bit more experimental. It doesn't. Solid track, though. Not bad at all. Number four, it's okay. And number five is where we get to the first track I really like. Like, I was like, oh, this album may pick up. And the Spicy featuring Post Malone. So, I think... uh, I'm actually looking at my list because you know I have... I pick out three songs to play snippets of, but this is not one of them. Spicy was gonna be one of them, but po- that's the one thing. So Todd Dolla usually when Post Malone has a feature, I feel like he just blows everybody else. Like that feature he had with Sweetie, the baby, and uh, Jack Harlow. Literally, duh. okay, not using literally anymore. Basically, basically is not even the word for that. Post Malone. I'm just gonna go i'm just gonna say what i was trying to say <laughs> post malone took over the whole song the beat entirely changed and he just started going on a whole different vibe and then it went back to the chorus and you could just feel everything just settle back in like post malone has the effect that he just takes over a track and i was surprised he didn't do that on this song spicy with ty dolla and i actually feel like ty dolla had the better verse than him on this track which is not saying well. I mean, it is saying a lot because it's Post Malone, and that's one of my. I think he's one of the best artists in the world. His his production, his voice. I like what his voice does that little like vibrating thing when he's singing, and, he, and he's singing, and the voice would little, little the, the voice would vibrate. I don't know how the producer does that, but that's one of my favorite effects in the game. I'm kind of nerding out right now. P- people probably don't even care about effects and stuff like that, and how producers go into making artist sounds. But okay. Getting into track six, very underwhelmed by this track. It's not bad. I just thought it would be better. Just like the Kit Cudi track. Um, I done lost my place with the with the numbers. Okay, it's bad. Number seven, Freak re- featuring Quavo. Quavo had a really good verse on this, I believe. Some of his verses be generic. This was basically that type of... Uh, verse but the way he flowed over the beat I thought it was uh, perfect he was in a perfect pocket for that beat and so Freak is a solid song that I would replay that I think has replay value so I think they did the thing on that solid track number eight double R solid Lil Durk had a great feature one of the best verses on the album then we get into number nine and this is where Queen Minaj again takes off and just shows why she's one of the best rappers to ever touch a mic female or male so expensive featuring Nicki that's one thing we never talk about how come we never see any female artists in the top 10 or top 5 rap artists like conversation like we always we always talk about Nicki Minaj compared to other female rappers when she really can out rap some male rappers but you know you know how that is that's kind of like the basketball uh, Larry Bird conversation that, that's basically the women Nicki Minaj being compared to the top five rappers of all time is like la- trying to put Larry Bird in top five um NBA players of all time. Like I feel like that's a uh, pretty good comparison, but you can let me know and uh you can let me know if it's not, but I, I feel like it is. So I actually have a snippet of this song because I really like this song. This was one of my favorite tracks off the album, and I liked it so much because the chorus was catchy. Nicki Minaj's verse was fire and the replayability was just there because so and like I said Ty Dolla $ign goes in this bag a lot with his albums but for this song it just worked and it's just one of those that it could have been a single but he had so many bangers like this on the album that it was just it was just solid overall but this stood out to me and I'm finna play it right now.
0: She's so expensive, okay She's so expensive, okay Demons of the Benzies, okay Diamond tennis necklace, okay Lambo or the double R truck, yeah, yeah She gon' let a superstar, yeah, yeah She's so expensive, okay He's so expensive, I gotta okay. shop and prowling, got expensive taste Bust down paddock with the expensive face Gotta give me ice if he tryna to skate Gotta swipe the Amex if we go on a date If uh. we go on a date Gotta blow on my cake But don't hit me if it's tiny, girl from Escape Need studs for my ears, We scarf for my hairs Latest bag from Chanel and I ain't trying to waste Uh, uh, I'm trying to meet the plug, no sockets Uh, deep so is my pockets Uh, time it heels with the locket uh. Kidding me, he better lock it. Uh. She's so expensive, okay? She's so expensive, okay. The Benzies, okay. Necklace, okay.
1: So, as you can hear, the chorus is fire, the verse was fire. I mean Nicky does Nicki Minaj really give out bad features. She's another one of those that they try to uh, put into the feature. Well, I mean, I don't know. If her next project is not good, she'll probably be just called a feature artist, but i think she's too solidified to disrespect it like that which it it can in ty dollar signs case is not disrespect because he's highly regarded but with Nicki minaj like she's put out enough projects to she's not no feature artist so fire verse fire hook one of the best replayable uh replayable songs on the album in my opinion then getting into the actually let me look at my list before i jump ahead let me let me look at my list before i get ahead okay yeah 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 okay yeah I almost skipped one number 10 born to, uh <laughs> almost messed up his name really bad burner boy interlude so he has i think people know who burner boy is i think he's a uk artist i'm not really sure i don't even want to speculate because i may mess it up he had interlude solid nothing really too crazy no <laughs> and okay getting into the track i want to talk about Track 11, Tyrone 2021 20, featuring Big Sean. Now, this is one of my favorite songs on the album, and one of my favorite songs of 2020. It's just a whole unique vibe, and the thing that makes it unique is the sample. I love samples because it could put a song from good to great, and the way that is used in this track, the way that is used in this track, really makes it stand out on the album because it's one of those that it could have been an album it, it could have it, if the whole album was centered around that type of vibe with the samples and everything I know it's hard to clear samples and everything and that's why artists usually just try to go with original when most artists be stealing <laughs> but anyways you try not to use as many samples basically what I'm trying to say so you can get it cleared so you can actually release it if you're on the label now if you're not on the label and people not really listening to your music you could probably put a whole biggie verse and nobody would care so <laughs> artists who actually own labels and actually have families to feed by putting out music they don't want feature. i mean they don't want samples to hold back the albums which most time is why albums get postponed so um yeah this is one of my favorite songs one of my favorite songs on the track (laughs) i'm messing everything up favorite tracks on the album (laughs) and you've already heard some of it at the beginning of this pod but i'm gonna play big sean's verse so for the beginning of the Uh, pod i played ty dollar you know ty dollar starting off with the song and then i'm up now (laughs) now i'm gonna play uh big sean's verse and you can hear the second half of the song right now tyrone 2021 featuring big sean yeah whoa whoa yeah hello
0: you, you, the type talk talking front of your honor designers for extra child support and make me out to be a monster. A- All this sh- I wasted on you, time and comments Damn. You don't act like you my girl no more. You act like you my mama. And I never date my mama.
1: That's fing disgusting. Ugh. But that's how I feel every single time you touch me. Damn. I feel like you lying when you ask me, do you trust me? You trust me? So I said not to cuff you. Now we
0: talk about custody. Man, You holding me back, not to the back. Damn. I don't even know how Damn. to react. I wish I could white you out. You gon' make me gold, Kodak black. You had Whoa. me on tap, just Whoa. like an app. Turned Whoa. around and stunned my growth, and no. I can't adapt to the habitat. Look, look. wonder where'd your soul go? With you, that's a no-go. no go. Yeah, I'm a happy as I look inside our photo. Thought you was my type, but you not even a proto. No With way. you, nah, I'd rather be solo. With no. Cause girls girls like, like that, they be nothing but trouble.
1: Then it goes back into the chorus. And, uh, chorus. I don't even know if I said that word right. And then it goes back into the sample and it finishes out the song. So that track is really solid it's just from beginning to end. I like the song structure. I like how the sample was played for the um, title. I mean, the title probably was based off the sample, not the other way around. But any- anyways, I'm glad that they went with that type of uh, tone. Because it's just a solid track overall and really stands out on the album. That's all I really had. Just wanted to let everybody know that that's my favorite track on the album by far, and one of my favorite songs of 2020. Let me know, you know, click my link tree in my bio, uh, message one of my social medias. Let me know what do you think is the best s- track off of featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Okay, getting to number 12 is still free T- uh, TC. It's still free TC. I almost read that completely wrong. Uh, I don't really know too much about that. We're gonna skip that. Uh, 13 real life featuring mustard and roddy rich very i wouldn't say generic but it's something that's not as uh it's not the same like i say it's not the same like it is the same basically what i'm trying to say so but it's not the same the way it hits now it's just like oh okay that's the that's the formula that works so that's what he went with because roddy's on the song so it's not a bad song but like i kept saying like i'm gonna keep saying throughout this whole album could have been better 14 nothing like your exes fire fire track one of the best on this album 15 by yourself the single with Janae aiko and mustard uh very solid um i said solid no very fire that track was fire too but i think that's one of the uh, better songs on the album definitely one of those that's not uh it's definitely not one of those that's not um taken for granted like it's the single of the album for the reason Number 16, Universe, featuring Kalani. This is one of my favorite songs off the album. I say that about all of these, but actually, I'm going to actually put a number on this and say this is my second favorite song on the album, behind the song with Big Shine. And I like this uh, because him and Kalani go back and forth, and I feel like when artists go back and forth, it takes a little bit more effort than when you just, okay, I'm going to send this song to you with an open verse, and you insert and send it back like i feel like it's more effort involved when you go back and forth and play off of each other and just fill out the vibe because it makes me feel like they was in the same studio which it might have been it might have not been but for me i felt like they was in the same studio like i don't care what they say like the way they came went back and forth and and, then finished each other's courses off of this was was fire and just how you played off each other's verses but you're gonna see what i'm talking about because of course i got a sample not sample i have a snippet of the song right now i'm gonna play the song i'm gonna play the part of the song i like the most and after that we're gonna get we're gonna finish the top we're gonna finish the featuring ty dollar sign uh album review so this snippet is universe featuring kalani right now
0: The universe me to win I'm happier than I've ever been, ever been, yeah Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah The universe must want me to win, yeah The universe just gave me a lick Sit down and angels so fine and so big, yeah Feeling this should should be a sin, yeah The universe must want me to win, yeah I'm up now Feeling like I just made a touchdown Ten seconds on the clock, they can't stop us now We on top of the world, me and my baby But it ain't no rush now Yeah, we moving fast, it's past the crush now Couple seconds on the clock and they can't stop us now Just me and my, just me and my baby The universe was for me to win
1: So that's the best thing I, I liked about the song. As you, as you just heard, they went back and forth, uh, went back into the chorus, into Kalani's verse, into Ty Dolla Sign's verse, and just back into the last chorus before the song actually ends. So, Second, definitely my second favorite track off the album. Um, I don't really see something coming out with uh, Ty Dolla Sign and another female artist that would top that. The Jhene Aiko one is probably a close second. I want to be mad if anybody to say that Janae Aiko and Ty Dolla has the best male-female collab on this album, and I want to be mad if anybody says Universe is the best collab on this album, like male-female collab. So then you get into number seventeen, Lift Me Up, featuring Future and Young Thug. You get back to the formulaic sound that works for them, so and it also works for me. So I'm not saying this is a bad track. It's fire in my opinion, but i've heard it before so we're gonna keep going 18 and this is where the album kind of took kind of uh kind of got a little lukewarm for me time will tell no actually i like time will tell so i like time will tell i don't know why i just said that so yeah i like uh number 19 dr sebi because really dr sebi is young thug song i was wondering about that how do you get that clear if an artist like young thug makes a whole track off your album i would assume he would get like compensated but for him not to be featured on dr sebi even though he's featured on lift me up then it's just kind of weird so i'm wondering why he's not featured but it's just his whole track but anyways dr sebi by young thug literally young thug song goes straight into powder blue with ty dolla sign and Gunna. that song's really solid and it's a great like Dr. Sebi and Powder Blue could basically be the same song so I don't know why he split it up like that maybe to give the album more fake type I feel like that's fake cohesion like you literally just split, split two songs up and didn't and it wasn't nothing too unique about this split so it was kind of a fake cult, uh, attempt to add some cohesion to the project but for the most part these are just a bunch of singles put together getting to but it was a good track both of them was a great track 21 uh track number 21 everywhere i think a lot of my friends like that track i didn't really thought it stood out to me too much but i like the track also also t- uh, track 22 slow it down it, it wasn't nothing too crazy <laughs> um 23 your turn featuring uh black uh music soul chow and tish hyman i thought that track was pretty solid uh number 24 return solid and then number 25 the final track off the album ego death featuring F K A twigs Kanye West and Skrillex I thought ego death was pretty good Uh, it's surprising how this album ended up being like this because when you have songs like universe you have songs like Tyrone 2021 then you have songs like ego death why would you surround some of those with a formulaic type album? You know what I mean. Like, why wouldn't you? If you give respect enough to get those type of features, why not take the album in a direction that you want to go instead of joking about the fact that a lot of people say you you're a feature artist? So you come out with a whole album full of singles called featuring Ty Dolla Sign. So. Sign. i don't know if i said that enough throughout the segment he's one of my favorite r&b acts and that's why this is just a little disappointing to me not a bad album but it's just mediocre at best so that's why i give it a six out of ten and also why didn't he put purple emoji on this album i mean i feel like he would at least want some type of uh, album sales I-, I saw somebody put out a prediction or not prediction album projections and, and the first week is is twenty something thousand that's that's not good at all I mean Ty dollar sign is is a long how do you say this he's an OG act because he's been in the game for a long time but at the same time 20,000 is not I would assume Ty dollar sign isn't dropped isn't independent at all if he's getting these type of features so for him to only sell 20,000 in the marketing Budget to be the way it is, which I don't know the marketing budget, but if you get a bunch of artists like this, I would assume the label would be like, Okay, let's try, let's at least attempt to um, to advertise this album. And it had a pretty good rollout the rollout of, of announcing all the features, the Avengers of hip hop, all on one album, and still only selling 20 something thousand. Like, that's that's not good at all, if, if we're being honest. And music's not all about sales, but at the same time. He's on... Okay, so Todd song's on Atlantic record. So he's on Atlantic. Wow, that's crazy. And he only sold 20,000. So those were probably... Those projections was probably a little bit... Could have been a little bit lower if he was... Well, definitely would have been a little bit lower if he was off of Atlantic. Because then he would been independent. But with being on Atlantic and it only selling like 20,000. It just makes me think putting Purple Emoji on there with featuring J. Cole. I thought that song was fire. And I thought that song would've easily fit on this project I mean, it's no type of cohesion I mean, it's fake cohesion in my opinion Splitting up songs is not the same as Actually, uniquely making beats link with each other So, Purple Emoji I thought would've fit anywhere on this project And I'm not sure why he left it off I don't know if it was uh, I don't know why Like, He already put it out, so of course they cleared it But artists are weird, man (laughs) But anyways, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know what do you think of Ty Dollar Signs featuring Ty. Um, Ty it, it's so weird to say this. Ty Dollar Signs new album featuring Ty Dollar Sign. What do y'all think about it? What is your favorite track off of the album? It's 25 tracks long, it's about an hour. And yeah, let me know about that. And that's all I really had about the Ty Dollar Sign album. So now we're going to switch it up a little bit. Okay, getting into gaming, we're gonna talk about Ghost of tashima's multiplayer, and we're gonna get into the details of it, and also how it was rolled out and how it's being received. So, for Ghost of tashima fans, this you, you should have a field day in this segment. <laughs> so, Ghost of tashima had multiplayer DLC, everything for for fans, and it was for free, no additional cost for people who already had the game. So. You can't just like it's not like Warzone. You can download it separately for free. No, you have to actually purchase the whole game and then you could get the DLC. But I would assume Ghost of Tsushima isn't at full price. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it is because people are saying this is a game of the year contender, which I I personally don't think it is. But with Cyberpunk basically going to be released in 2021 and it might not even come out. We're going to talk about that then I don't understand how this can't be I don't understand I do see this being nominated now but at at, at first it was looking a little spooky because cyberpunk would have been out by now people would have had impressions on it watchdogs is coming out there's another game I think I'm forgetting anyways yeah so I would think because some of those games being pushed back I would except for watchdogs that game's actually coming out surprisingly I would think that this game will be nominated. So getting into Ghost of Tashima Legends, it's a free multiplayer mode. Like I already said, it's a one to four player campaign. Players navigate a series of stories about the Mongol invasion, which you play as uh, other uh, samurais, I believe. Oh no, no, ghost. No, okay. So you can choose between, between samurai, assassin, hunter, or ronin class. They all have the same gear and weapons, but each class offers different abilities. So that's why that's where it separates itself from other classes. This was very unexpected, not the DLC, but just the way it was developed. Like they actually put time into this multiplayer. That's one of the things that stood out to me, because sometimes developers would put out a, a not a spin-off, but an extension of an original game. And it—it's you can easily tell that they didn't put as much effort into it as they did the, the original story. Or the original campaign. Because Ghost of Tsushima originally was just a campaign-only mode. So, With the multiplayer being so fleshed out and everything and having new mechanics in it that a lot of fans are, are loving. It's just so surprising because, like I just got through saying... Developers don't do that. <laughs> they don't take the time out to make great DLC that may even be comparable to the campaign. And for Ghost of Tashima and for um, Sucker Punch to do that, it is just it shows how impressive the studio actually is. So, Yeah, I would say that's a dub for them. And actually, I haven't played my soundboard in a while. I guess we can give them a little cheers. We haven't given anybody cheers in, in, in a little bit. So yeah, let me actually... utilize this playlist i actually put together well not playlist. it's like a soundboard but anyways let's give a little cheers to sucker punch for actually making a fleshed out multiplayer dlc that wasn't just an extension for more money so shout out to sucker punch you know out here doing the good work and actually caring about the fans okay that's all i have for them so Also, getting into the rest of Ghost Ghost of Tashima's multiplayer. They was also talking about how this was already planned by Sucker Sucker Punch. But, you know, I mean, developers say that all the time. Something gets praised and everything and they start telling you everything that led up to the development and and to the release. It's kind of like the Michael Jordan, how they won the championship and then they came out with a documentary years later about Winning it and like being in a locker room and office and how they interacted. Like people eat that stuff up to see how a success story was made. So they said this was always going to be a pillar and it was always going to be free coming after the game's initial release. And Darren Bridges, the head of the lead on uh, what is it? What does he do? Let me make sure I get his uh, title right. The lead on Legends. Okay, so this is the person who's the uh, creative director, I believe. He explained how the concept of Legends came some part into development and multiplayer was considered a pillar of the game. So, they're just giving you the like the rundown and everything. So, he, he was saying that he pitched Ghost and he knew that he wanted to be... Let me make sure to shout out his name during this. Darren Briggs pitched Ghost to the team, I, I believe. And they, he said that he wanted a co- uh, cooperative multiplayer to be a pillar of the game. They spent six months to a year thinking about different ideas. And ultimately, they just uh, landed on the name Legends. And they were just working on it ever since. So, I could tell because the, the, the feedback and, and the fan reception of, the, of this multiplayer is something that you don't really see too often. Like I already explained, so... Second Punch really did their thing with this, and it's it's nice to see developers actually taking time to put out quality that they don't charge you for. And they just respect that you've already paid the original amount for the base game, so they're just giving it to you as a gift. It's just it, it's pretty nice, th- to be honest. I think it's out, uh, the game, other news about the original campaign, it's also coming out with New Game Plus, and more. I don't know what the and more means, but it probably means something. <laughs> I mean, obviously it means something, but... I don't know what it is Game director Nate Fox Explained how the new Game Plus came about Because I guess the fans Were asking about it And basically he just said He he said they're giving it To the fans Because they wanted it And they wanted to go Through the story again So they just gave him Another mode to help them um, Use their experience points On these missions and, And the Mongol encampments So yeah that's all He really had to say about that Of course, they said they leveled up the enemies. I mean, New Game Plus, most of the time, it's a harder difficulty. I mean, imagine going through the same difficulty with everything already given to you at the start. So, <clears throat> you say players will be able to test their skills. So, it's just one of those things that, yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenge for those who are willing to go through this, the campaign again. And that's all I really have for Ghost of Tashima. Multiplayer, let me know down in the uh, comment. Well, let me know. How do I say this? Let me know in the comment. This is not a YouTube video. Like, like, why am I talking? (laughs) Anyways, y'all know what to do. Well, I think most of y'all. Click my link tree in my bio, message. I do need a massage. But, anyways, message one of my social medias letting me know what do you think of Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer, and do you think Sucker Punch is a contender for developer of the year because i mean obviously if ghost of tsushima is going to be put as a candidate for game of the year i would assume the developers would get the same um praise you know it's kind of like the artist it's kind of like drake's artist drake's album being um nominated album of the year but then he's now in no top artist of the year like it's just weird you know so and speaking of drake we're gonna switch it up a little bit <laughs> And of course, it goes away. Now, for the full podcast version, y'all always hear these interludes or these intermissions when I'm trying to find the button. And it just went away again. Like, it just doesn't want to stay on the screen. It's crazy. Anyways, y'all get to hear all of this. For the segment people, you know, they miss out on all the uh, technical difficulties. But anyways, let's switch it up a little bit. Okay. Getting into pop culture. We're going to talk about Drake's... We're gonna, well, we're going to talk about drake basically i mean we got a lot to talk about with drake so it's not just one thing i'm gonna probably title it him his release date for his new album but for the most part we're gonna get into like three topics don't want to spoil them all too uh too soon you know like too soon but anyways so getting into the most important news first drake had a teaser trailer come well he revealed released a teaser trailer and a release date for the new album Certified Lover Boy so a lot of people was waiting for this album it's a new studio album from Drake coming early next year January 2021 when a lot of people thought it was coming last month well I don't know when this will come out this will probably come out tomorrow so this month October is probably gonna still be October the Toronto Born Rapper you know they'd be here I'd be loving how they just label these uh, artists in, in articles it's just funny how they just like Toronto Born like Drake's done so many but anyway that that stands out to me I probably don't care about that but Drake was <clears throat> celebrating his 34th birthday and then talked about the release date being January 2021 a lot of people was upset about it because I mean he pushed it back I have a few takes on that but we're gonna get into the some of the other facts first and now I'm gonna get back to my take within the short clip it showed a bunch of versions of him recreating the artwork from drake's previous releases including like take care nothing was the same and dark lanes demo tapes of course no love to nothing no love for if you're reading this is too late because obviously there's a lot of turmoil i use that word right turmoil that went with that album and it's and it's not something that drake holds highly because people say another man wrote the whole thing. Which may be true, may not be. We definitely know he wrote a lot of tracks on there. Like, there's uh, references. So, people just give him the whole credit of the album. Which a lot of people used to do Take Care of the same way. And used to say, that's The Weekends album. But I don't really hear that too much anymore. So, that's that's kind of weird. I thought Take Care was the the album that made drake and another artist wrote it now it's just they all they all talk about if you're reading this it's too late just spooky spooky times for aubrey and just aubrey fans in general but at the end of the teaser of course he had clb which is the abbreviations for the new album certified level boy and it said january 2021 he's making his way until the beginning of next year probably wants to start off the year right because a lot of people are like i can't wait till 2021 where Drake's like okay well i'm gonna put my album in 2021 <laughs> you know how he is so he always be watching what twitter's saying and how the people are feeling like he really is into we're gonna get into it um earlier well later in this segment um, but i'm just gonna tease it for now we're gonna get into drake uh featuring not drake featuring but drake hopping on young Blue single and so drake really be listening or he has a team that listens to the streets basically well not the streets but just listens to the chatter that's going on amongst the public so he keeps his uh he keeps his ears or he keeps his team's ears to the ground to make sure he knows what's going on in in his uh, world music world so this will be drake's sixth full-length album and will be released on uh Will be uh will be the follow up to scorpion drake's last official album um dark lane's demo was more of a tape full of leaks that's how drake described it he just said a bunch of Lucys he wanted to tie together you know how drake be uh drake is funny i remember when he was coming out with uh what's that what's that album called i don't know why i forget what the album okay now i gotta look it up because i don't know why i forget it's the one but i think his dad was on the cover that's how I for, it's bad when I for, you forget a Drake album. That's how you know it wasn't that good. I mean, it was solid, but compared to his other albums, not it. Okay, More Life. That's what it was. He was, he was naming it everything but an actual project. He was naming it uh, a playlist. He was naming it, like, something you would put on in the club. Like, he, he was naming it all type of things, but album, mixtape, or, or just project. He was just saying all type of other words to describe that, so... I think he tried to do the same With Dark Lame's demo Saying they was just A bunch of loosies He was tying in a knot So now I guess bow knots Are the new definitions For albums nowadays So But anyways Let me get back to What I was talking about before About why I think He postponed his uh, Release date If I'm not mistaken He had a song called Laugh now Cry later Which I'm typing that in Right now I only have one hand One hand So it's kind of anyways okay i think i just pulled it up let me put sales okay so laugh now cry later was featuring Lil dirk right and he dropped it the same week or a, a week either the same week or a week before cardi and um megan dropped "WAP," which you know that we all know that brief- by now we shall sure know the abbreviation of what that stands for it's pretty interesting to say the least um so yeah Laugh Now Cry Later came out, passing a million mark in sales, but it did not go number one. I believe it went number two. It was in the top ten for like several weeks, I believe. And it's probably going to be, I mean, it's Drake, so I mean, that, that doesn't really matter. But it didn't. It didn't get number one. This this article is not saying it. But it's, it's basically talking about all the numbers, but the ones that matter. Okay, this is the one. It's peaking on international. Peaking at number three on international. Okay, forget it. Basically, my personal experience when, because I watched the charts too, when I was looking at the charts, WAP was ahead of Laugh Now Cry Later, and I'm not gonna lie, I bet, I bet you Drake was kind of hurt about that. Like he, he put his heart and soul into making this Nike commercial slash promotion with the single that was pretty solid. Not it wasn't bad, not you know, and the fans didn't make it number one. Like Cardi and Megan fan, I guess Cardi and Megan is kind of like. If I had to compare, it's kind of like Drake being LeBron and only having like Kevin Love and Megan and and Cardi or both like LeBron and AD. So it's like LeBron and AD versus LeBron and Kyrie. Like one's gotta take each other out, but the other one's gotta like his the other fan base gotta do their part. And I think he was banking a little too much on that little Dirk. Fan base coming through like the streets, quote unquote, because he's been trying to get that lately. I, I've been peeping that, but he put Lil Durk on his um, feature or Lil Durk on his single, thinking it was gonna make him a number one, because he doesn't really have too many of those. Surprisingly, he does have those, but the, I, I think the last time he's had a number one, it was God's plan, if I'm not mistaken. So laugh now cry later didn't end up being number one you're probably like why you keep saying that and i think that's be- he saw those numbers he saw the fans they didn't push it to number one and he was like okay well i make y'all wait even longer for the album and then january 2021 so that's my theory it's nothing like set in stone it, i didn't get a call from from uh what, what's his uh, I, I didn't get a call from oliver i think it's his name oliver is his uh right hand man I didn't get a call from uh who, who, who else you be talking about? Is it Chubbs? I don't know. I think it's Chubbs. Baka, that's his name. Baka not nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get a call from Baka saying, hey man, Drake's not happy about not going number one. You know, I didn't I was just making it up from from what I see personally, because I follow the music industry kind of closely. Well not kind of, I definitely follow the music industry. Closer than most people So Jake probably saw it going And even number two Is not bad But when you're like LeBron It's kind of like You're LeBron in the league And people saying You're number two To somebody else Like No I'm number one And so The fan base didn't Pull it away In my opinion and, and he just He just cut him off He was just like Nah y- Y'all not gonna make This number one Y'all gonna make WAP Number one And not my single WAP WAP Y'all know what that means Like <laughs> And Drake's over here with the PC title, Laugh Now, Cry Later, that everybody can relate to. And he still doesn't get enough. Well, his fan base still doesn't push it to number one. I don't know what Lil Dirk's fan base is doing. They probably didn't help out too much. They probably had like. They only had like. His fan base probably helped 5% of the sales. So Drake was carrying like usual. Couldn't get to a number one, sadly. But yeah, that's why I think he pushed it back. But, anyways, let's get into the other news why I wanted to talk about Drake. And that's because he had a, he hopped on a song called Your Your Mind Still, the most toxic title of 2020, in my opinion. So he's on a song called Your Mind Still with this guy named Young Blue that's very, well, I'm only listening to one song. It's kind of a Drake effect. Like, you listen to one song with Drake and be like, hey, that guy's really good. And then just go on to listening to more Drake stuff. So, But Young Blue did come on with a different cadence, cadence that I noticed. And it wasn't no formulaic type song the way, the way like this is I think this is Drake's best feature of 2020. If I had to if I had to I would have to go back through Drake's features of 2020 but I keep track throughout the years and well not the years I keep thr- track throughout the year like singular <laughs> and I actually noticed what Drake what F where the effort goes for Drake. Like some efforts I feel like he could have gave a little bit more and some efforts I feel like he, he nailed it. So for this song, I, I feel like he just went crazy. And the only feature I would have to put up Drake features for 2020. I would have to look at his feature list, but I, I believe this is his best feature of uh I'm pulling why the first thing I, why the first thing they pop up is I'm upset. What kind of stuff? Um, okay, nobody want to help me out. Drake features. I think Spotify will help me out. I always go to Spotify. Spotify, so and they don't even. Well, I do. I do put my podcast on there, and, and it does. Hey, they, they do be doing me. They they do me right. Let me just say that they get my stuff out there, and, and people listen. So I, I appreciate Spotify. No slander will come from me. I don't know how to look at his features though, or like what, what he's been on latest release OVO sound is that what I do latest release no y'all just y'all just listening to me struggle through this I'm trying to look at his features man (laughs) Uh, y'all probably like this man crazy okay the only thing I'm seeing is pop star in Greece and those are basically his song seeing life is good oh life is good no that was Drake I think he had a verse? I think he was just on the chorus. Yeah. Okay, life is good. Maybe one. That, I think wasn't he on life is good? Wasn't he only on the beginning, like working on the weekends, like usual? Like wasn't he only on the uh, beginning, and then future took over? They both had two different vibes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give it to that. Life is good with future and Drake is number one. Your minds is a, is a strong number two, but. I actually actually have a snippet pulled up So you can hear why I'm praising this song so much and, and, and just the way they played off Not played off of each other But the way Drake came in And the way he came The way he set it up for the chorus Well, you're going to hear it right now Let's just listen to it And then I'm going to talk about um, talk about it when we come back So yeah This is called Your Mind Still featuring Drake And this song is by Young Blue
0: Racing. Cause you mine still uh, And I don't wanna go unless you make me Pretty face, pretty tender. But pretty taught me ugly lessons Pretty had me giving more than I was getting So pretty don't come with something, well then I did it Shame to tell my friends how much I do for you Cause they know that you would never do the same for me I wasn't looking for your secrets, they just came to me And they contradicted everything you claim to be I took you to the club and you hugged on somebody that I know And I know them type of hugs, same f- that I do to women When I know I used to f- and I know they with they n*** But they never brought it up, I'm down these days Down to do better, cause you know I done enough You should lay it down, we'll talk about it when you up But she don't wanna go to sleep, she angry
1: Maybe she been noticing he ain't me So as you heard, uh, Drake's verse was super toxic. I mean, some of the stuff he was saying, like the the hugs and, and just the way he came in with pretty face, ugly lessons, a lot of a lot of toxic. Uh, to, can't even say the word. To, Toxicity. T- nah, I'm just I'll probably listen like ah he can't. Nah, he's probably chill. But um. <laughs> But yeah a lot of toxic stuff going on around in, in that verse And that's probably Drake's one Like I just said I, I, we already went through it It's number 2 on 2020 Might be number 1 for some people But that Future in Drake song still goes in my opinion Like I still listen to that today And that dropped like January I believe So Yeah um, That song was really good One of the best songs of 2020 In my opinion Drake did his thing on this song and he probably heard himself on it so much that he gave a verse like this because usually with artists you only have your best verses when you really feel the song like when you really feel the beat and the way that the song's going a verse just comes out quick like it's not well, where should I put here what should I put there it's just quick like oh I want to I want to do this I want to say that you know I want to say I know them type of hugs <laughs> in Drake's case. But yeah, so Drake, I, I could definitely tell that Drake was in a pocket with this song that he wanted it to be released like this because Young Blue's been around for a little bit. So he's not going to be one of those artists that just kind of gets double XL and stuff after this. Like he's, he's way past the freshman. He, he's been in the game for a little bit. So for Drake to do this, it, it shows that he's still tapped into the young artists and still cares about giving solid features to people who are really no names in his world like in his world of pop stardom young blue has been gifted a great gift but at the same time he still have to he's going to carry that and and hopefully i would build a whole album around a drake feature like that's what i would do but you know that's just me so yeah that's all i really had to say about the drake um album news and i wanted to talk about the young blue song which i just already did and yeah that's about it for the drake segment uh let me know click my link tree in my bio message one of my social medias so let me know what do you think of the song what do you think of drake's album uh release date being january 2021 and do you think my always ask all type of questions anyways, the most important one is, do you think my theory is right or not? Do you think Drake pushed it back because of the, because Laugh Now, Cry Later didn't go number one? Or do you think he just genuinely didn't want to release the album in the year the pandemic started? Even though he did with Dark Lance's demo, but we already talked about that. You know, he called it the knot, he called it a bunch of Lucy's, he called it everything but a mixtape album a project. So, yeah. So that's about it for the pod going back over all the topics we had quarter to pod with kanye west and joe rogan that actually came out y'all don't even want to know how i recorded this podcast i was i, was, I don't think y'all care that much anyways y'all just glad that y'all getting content <laughs> don't care what's going on in personal life that's crazy now dude let me chill <laughs> okay quarter <of> the pod i'm <laughs> gonna broke down on podcast uh kanye west and joe rogan and then you got music. We talked we went over Ty Dolla Sign's new album called Featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Then you had gaming when we talked about the Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer. Then we ended with pop culture, Drake's Certified Lover Boy dropping January 2021. And we talked about Drake and Young Blue. One of the best songs of 2020 in my opinion called Your Mind still one of the most toxic titles of of 2020 Drake loves doing songs with toxic artists like Future Young Blue. But anyways enough for Drake <laughs> that's about it for the episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious Mass Effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want to want you <laughs> yeah words are hard <laughs> and what you want me to talk about in the next episode Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps your show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.